Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is a podcast from The Times. Go to thetimes.co.uk. Well, you're about to listen to another edition of uh, the Game Podcast Bonus, and I'm delighted that uh, with me today is Patty Barkley. Um, Patty, we're going to look at uh, um, this ruling from the European Court of Justice last week, which some people say will revolutionize television in this country and whatever else. In a nutshell, uh, I'm going to try to break this down very simply, but the uh, European Union has effectively decided that it is entirely legal for you if you live in the UK um, or any other European country to buy a decoder and viewing card subscription from any other European country. And the reason this is relevant is that uh, in the UK, uh, the costs associated with watching football on uh, Sky and ESPN or on the Sky platform uh, can be as much as uh, three, four, five, ten times higher in some cases uh, than uh, than going with a Romanian alternative or an Albanian or a Greek alternative. Um, there is some confusion over how it applies to this actual case and whether you can show it in pubs and so on. I don't want to get into all that, but what, what I'm more interested in is this issue that um, Sky has something like 9 million subscribers um, in, in the UK who subscribe to Sky Sports. That's mm-hmm. about one-third of the, of the households. And you have to commit about 50 pounds a month. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 600 pounds a year. That's a lot of money uh, mm-hmm. for, for, for some people. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, of the 18 million households who do not subscribe to Sky Sports, I'm assuming you agree with me that it's not as if they're not football fans. I mean... Some of them, no doubt, are, are sick people who don't like football, yep. uh, the, the mentally ill and so on. But some of them might be people who simply cannot afford to spend 50 pounds every month. I think a, a large number of them would be. Um, and I mean, I, mean, I, I have uh, I worked out recently that I spend well over a thousand pounds on uh, satellite television. OK, I probably I might still have it if there weren't for football, but I certainly wouldn't be spending that much. Uh, because of my job, I have subscriptions to MUTV and ghastly things like that, and um, it's it it is now probably true that many football fans pay more for their television uh, football than they do for their season ticket at a Barclays Premier League club. Uh, so yeah, it 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 is reasonable, I think, in this case. Um, for the law to do anything it can to to bring to increase competition and bring down the price. There's another little point I'd like to make that many British, particularly British people now, when they retire, they go to live in other parts of the European Union. 
such as France, most go to Spain um, because they like the English lifestyle over there. And uh, it, they can't legally watch the sky that they've paid for in the UK. That's anomalous. In, 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 in a Europe where there are no other barriers um, of any kind to the consumer. So I think this is, a, a, this is an interesting one. Um, we still don't know. Gab, you'll have to correct me on this, but we still don't know. The Premier League are arguing uh, at this stage that once they package something with their logos and a little bit of content, such as commentary or um, opening credits or whatever, um, then it, it remains their intellectual property or whatever the phrase is. Um, well, that remains to be seen. But I, if, if eventually we get to a stage where uh, relatively um, prosperous people can pay for uh, the, um, the the commentary of Gary Neville and so on, and poorer people can you know pay for having some Greek guy um, talk in his language uh, with them unable to understand. That's business. That's well, and and and, and that's what I'm curious about because it seems that the initial reaction, um, you know, was some sort of skies falling scenario and. Obviously, from the perspective of, of, of Sky and ESPN, who rely on subscriptions, yeah. um, you do have a situation where you know it is possible that some of those people will say, oh, "Well, no. Instead of paying fifty pounds to Sky, I'd rather pay twenty pounds, and all I really care about is the football rather than mm. excellent shows like um, like the Brian Woolno program, yeah. the, 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 the Sunday supplement. Sunday supplement, of mm. course, that, that that you're sometimes on, and so on. Mm. Um, so they may lose some subscribers that way, uh, and obviously that is an issue um, but I'm wondering from the Premier League's perspective might it not be positive if overall I mean if more people watch the more Premier people in, in, in England end up watching the Premier League that could mean more money you know your sponsorship is worth more your pitch side advertising is, is worth more might this actually yeah, kind of be I, a blessing I, in disguise for the Premier League? Yeah, I think so. I think I think that they do seem to be. There doesn't seem to be a state of uh, terrible panic. The only slight problem is that before this judgment, there had been lots of references uh, by various people to the next overseas deal. It's going to be a blockbuster. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd be interested in your opinion. How how does this judgment how potentially affect that? Because I th I think the general feeling is that they'd be happy with same again on the domestic mm. front, but they're, they're looking to absolutely multiply on the overseas rights front, which I think even Alex Ferguson said recently were were being undersold. So. Would you go along with that? Do you think that 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 this could uh, kibosh that plan? Um, I, I'm not sure it can because there's one important thing to remember here is uh, the overseas rights for the Premier League, European Union rights are only represent, uh, I think, roughly between 20 and 25 percent of the total value of overseas rights. The vast bulk of it comes from the Middle East and, and, and Asia in, in terms of you know, where the money's coming from. So, yeah. mm. I, I, you know, I don't know how much more you can you can tap those markets mm. uh, for money, and I think within the EU, obviously, you know, clearly, I think you're going to be in a situation where 
you won't be able to. I think broadcasters within the, within the EU are going to be like, well, hang on a minute, you know, because let's remember, it's not just in the UK where um, the, the pay television costs a lot of money. It costs a tremendous amount of money in Germany. It costs a tremendous amount of money in uh, in France and Italy. So you have a situation in those countries where, you know, Premier League fans there might as well say, hey, you know, why should I pay this money to Canal Plus or to, to Sky Deutsch under Sky Italia when I can also go and get the, the Romanian um, decoder and, and watch it for mm. £4.80 a month. Yeah. Um, so that is something they're going to need to, to, to look at. Um, what I found curious was some of the stuff that was coming out was being sort of fed, presumably, by the Premier League. It didn't really make any sense to me when, when they said, oh, um, next time around we might sell in Europe to a single broadcaster I don't understand what that means <laughs> I'm afraid that's not again that's, well, uh, that's uh, been explicitly um, stopped by law hasn't it well, but also there is no single pan-European. You know, we're going to sell them on a pan-European basis. That there is no uh, pan-European broadcaster. And even if you're talking about, you know, there are some broadcasters, of, of course, Sky being one of them, who who operate in several countries. But mm. in those countries where they don't operate, what are they going to do with the rights? Perhaps the if Premier, they have to subcontract them, they're going to have the same problem. Perhaps the semi Premier League mean that they're going to sell the rights to themselves, and that would be an interesting. A one. Premier League channel. You know, yes. that's been tried. It's interesting because um, that's been tried in Holland, um, where the the area. They have their own channel, um, which it's a subscription channel, and they market it directly. Um, and, and then that specific channel does deals abroad. You could imagine a Premier League channel existing, you know, as a standalone in different countries. Um, I mean, they have to look at the economics of it. But uh, do you think that's something the Premier League might want to get into? Well, I, I think it's something that's been hinted at in the, some of the accounts I've read. I think it would be... Uh, can you imagine if all you ever read about football, instead of reading, uh, uh, you know, newspapers and newspaper websites and, and so on, and other websites, uh, independent websites, if all you ever read about football was match programmes... You'd die of boredom. And if the Premier League had its own channel, there is the danger that they would avoid controversy. I, I know that this applies to an extent to, let's say, Sky, who don't want to upset the Premier League because they want the Premier League support when the next round of negotiations. So there is a commercial imperative not to be too naughty. But if the channel controlled it itself, I think that editorial standards might drop very considerably. You, you, you'd be watching Pravda TV. <laughs> Two points to that. Um, one, the Premier League, of course, are already producing a certain number of hours of programming a day, which they, which goes out around the world. Yes. It's, called, it's called Premier League uh, a Television, uh, and, and it doesn't contain and, anything controversial. I, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. I don't know. I mean, perhaps you've watched it. I, I, I've been a guest I, several I, times. I know I, people who work for the channel, and and I, and I would guess that they would feel that their uh, task is to produce positive copy but and what, rightly so what is remarkable is there is another example in, in, in the US uh, where the NFL owns its own channel the NFL network and doesn't have exclusive rights to the NFL but it is a lot of discussion fodder and stuff like that and there it's almost like they go out of their way to be critical of the product. And <laughs> yeah. in other words, you know, if you watch it, you are surprised how, you know, they will openly criticize the league, they'll criticize certain games, they'll say, this game is boring, I don't know why anybody would want to watch it. Ah, well, and yes. their belief there is they know we're a house organ, mm -hmm. so if we're not 
you know, 100% objective to the point perhaps of being overly critical, yeah, yeah. nobody will watch us and nobody will subscribe. I, no, I wouldn't, rule, I, I wouldn't rule that out. I think some people are conscious of that. Um, uh, for, for example, I, I, I mean, I watch... Uh, MUTV and I watch Chelsea TV and they're very different editorially the Chelsea TV will sort of it's a bit more like the discussion that the fan would have it's um, there are people who are openly critical of players of individual players Uh, you wouldn't get people you know, being openly critical of Abramovich or the club, but you you have reasonable discussion of football. MUTV, on the other hand, um, is as Pravda was when the Politburo ran it. It's there is no dissent. It's it's just Ferguson's views, Manchester United's views, which are more or less the same, being bashed out uh, over and over again, and 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 referees who make decisions against Manchester United being sort of. Um, Excoriated. So, I mean, it's uh, the, the, there are good and, uh, you know, there is a chance that it could still be a, a good and honest station. Uh, but I'm not sure that I'd like to trust them. Well, Patty, one thing I think we can say is that um, the and, and there are other issues we haven't gotten into, like mm. uh, streaming over the web, whether legal or, or illegal. I, I think yes. we can safely say that the uh, maybe this is a discussion for another time. Yeah. But the um, the TV landscape is changing. Thanks for joining me, Patty. Pleasure. 